2: All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 24. My name's Turner Sparks. You can call me Kaplan today. Kaplan. Just, I can't decide if I'm going to go Spanish or Hebrew, so let's go neither. There you go. Just Kaplan. Just good Kaplan. old fashioned Cap. We're back doing it, baby. Feeling good. You can find me on Twitter at TurnerBSparks. You can find Kaplan at MIKaplan11. Uh, what's he 11 for, Cap? in solidarity with um, the low-income people in my building, I hear that uh, washing machine number 11 is <laughs> causing a lot of trouble. They're putting too much tide in. I don't know what the problem is, but uh, there's a lot of complaints I'm hearing downstairs. I think this is a sign that this bit has really <laughs> run its course. No, it's number 11. It's number 11, and I'm just telling you, they better those low-income people need to use the washer, so I'm on. I'm, I'm fighting for them. Oh, you're on their side. I'm fighting for the little man. yeah. All right, we're doing it. <laughs> well, speaking of the little man, uh, we... Don't make a lot of money doing this podcast, yeah, but here's how, you can, here's how you can support the pod. Go to lostinamericapod.com. You can check out everything we have. Our whole podcast is up there, plus we've got a link to Amazon. If you click that link, it'll take you back to Amazon, do all your regular shopping, and a portion of whatever you spend it comes right home to us, you know? Helps us, helps us uh, keep doing this, baby. Helps us keep buying the tie. Tied all together Keep buying <laughs> the tide Yeah exactly And uh, I think that's it You can, Oh yeah also Tonight 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 What's New tonight? York Comedy Club Best club in the New York City Yeah Screw the lantern Screw We, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. we love the lantern The lantern's, lantern's good we You can love come see Um, Come see me Joe Schaefer Gus Tate Bunch of other comedians We got Kyle Grooms Kaplan's gonna be hanging out We're doing a show 7pm tonight Get your tickets Kung Fu Comedy com. Yeah that's all. That's all I got to promote. Cap. I, might, I, might, I might be outside the door. Just uh, Cap's just hanging, smoking a cigarette. I might start smoking if it'll <laughs> help get people, put seats in the building. The, in the put asses in the put seats. Put asses in the seats. Baby. Took us this. Yeah. So what are you, how are you doing, Cap? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm, I might need to take out a, a is this show making money yet? No, making? definitely not. I was counting on it when I planned Ruby's birthday party. I thought uh, we'd be pro- monetizing Oh yeah, Ruby, your daughter, birthday. Ruby was born on St. Patty's Day. Three years old? She's already upset that we did a special St. Paddy's Day episode, not her birth- Yeah, she's three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this birthday party, my God. I am oh, she lo- was I born? Am, I am lost in America, let me tell you. What happens? It's like a constant, uh, these kids' birthday parties, you got to find a place. Yeah? We did it at this new place in the neighborhood that's like, um, it's, a, it's a little playhouse area where there's like little stations kids can play in. It's great, actually. Okay. So we get there, though, and we hired a, an outside, um, like a clown- who could also do magic tricks? Sure. And uh, also do um, uh, Doc McStuffins as a character. Not to get too technical, but okay. it's Ruby's favorite. She was gonna dress up as Doc McStuffins at one point. Oh, great! So we're telling these people this, and all of a sudden, this guy there—he's like high energy. Like, um, he—I thought he was just some guy who works there, but he's super high energy. And apparently, he's like real offended because he does entertainment. It's not listed. Wait, like that's like his corner. His, that's his corner. Like, what? It's not listed anywhere when you sign up for the birthday party that he does entertainment. But he's like, oh. He goes, Oh, what company did you use? And we said the name of the company. He's like, Oh, they're no good. I used to work for them. Let me tell you about them. Oh, and that's it's like, a classic Dude. move. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's like, And it's like, you, you, uh, even if it's true, you don't hold your mouth, hold your tongue. We, Wait, sorry, them. Them. this is in the park? This or, this or where is are at you? the party. Or like, At the party in the bounce studio? In the, in, it's not a bounce place. It's like a children's playhouse, whatever got you want to call it. it. it so got it. we're in the party setting up. He's there. He's like super, he's an employee of the place. And he's, uh, all offended, so he's kind of like. So basically, you guys like brought your own wine to the restaurant. Exactly, type of deal. So then <laughs> it's like if he starts going through. He tells us what their whole act's gonna be. He's like, I know they're gonna do this, they're gonna do that. So I can do oh some of those things. This is what. So he wants to do some of them. So he starts setting up because they're coming in midway through the party. So he starts doing like games and stuff. And then they're like, they come in and they come early, and like we need to set up. I'm like, oh, it's really awkward now. I'm like, well... So we you have competing clowns. Yeah, I'm like, can you just wait? Because they're like, we need to set up. So I'm like, we literally just bring them into this room where he's entertaining the kids, and they just kind of, like... They kind of give him a look. The new guy? Yeah. No, yeah, the, the clowns give him a look, and they just put their stuff down. They just kick him out of the room, basically. Because they got stuff all over... You can see how much stuff these people travel with. I mean, yeah, I kind of get it. If I'm at a comedy club, and I'm on stage, and then another comedian just yeah. comes in the room and starts doing <laughs> comedy, <laughs> I'd be a little upset, too. But he, and then he... Would you heckle the other comic? because like. They if I'm on stage or if I'm in the audience. In the audience. No. Right. So they start doing like um they're doing like magic tricks at one point, jumping ahead, and he's just like Wait who's doing magic the, tricks? The new the people we hired. Clown number oh, hired clown. Hired clowns doing the magic tricks, and he's like yelling out answers like, is it grandma or is it like he just Oh like, n- are you kidding? Like he's like heckling them from the back, and I'm like, oh my god, you and, gotta get this guy out of there. Yeah, and and so and now I gotta talk about the clowns we hired cuz you know how oh, Well, wait, well, how does that story end? Did they get in a fight? They didn't get in a fight, but they there was a bit of a discussion when he starts he starts trying to badmouth their boss to them and they like didn't want to talk about it. Oh they didn't want to say anything either way. Um, it actually would be kind of fun for the three-year-olds to just see these two clowns, clowns fighting. I think it's an act. Yeah. <laughs> and then the clowns they when we when they went to leave they're like, "You know there's a Did they tell you about the tip?" I'm like, "What? Like, did they tell you about the tip?" Oh, with the tipping. It's $50 per clown. Yeah, but I was which like, which one—the heckling clown, <laughs> no, no. the <laughs> ones we hired. But uh, I want to be like, yes, but that's the tip isn't? They told they could tell you you should tip the people like they're not okay. Great, I'll tip them. Of course, I'll tip them. Yeah, but you don't say it's fifty dollars. That's not a tip. That's a charge. Well, exactly. We that's have to get uh, Weber back on. I, I don't know if they pull the, the, the tips <laughs> included the tip or whatever. <laughs> tips included, eighteen percent. But this you can tip like, more if you like. Yeah. So I don't know what are kids' birthday parties like in China. You probably haven't gone. You haven't thrown one. You've maybe attended a few. Uh, are they? Is it like a, because this is like almost like a mini bar mitzvah. Like, this is like I an expense, like. Uh, <laughs> I think they're like starting, yeah, they're starting to have these birthday parties, but truthfully, I don't know. I haven't been to many kids' birthday parties. Right, right. I, as, if anything, I've been to like a one year old where it just kind of sits there and everyone stands around, and drinks beer, and then you go home. Yeah, that seems like a good party. I, I don't, I mean, that's what we're doing next year, whether Ruby likes it or not. We're just gonna <laughs> <drink some laughs> That's beer. a good party. <laughs> we're just going to sit around, drink some beer. People can <laughs> drop the gifts off. What do the kids know? I'm gonna start they saying suggested tips for me getting beer for everyone, fifty dollars. Exactly. So uh, how much did you pay? I mean pay me a couple hundred. I'll dress up in a clown suit the drink. Clowns some are beer. a few hundred bucks for like an hour. Dude. And, and then they oh, and the other thing is they made cotton candy. That was part of the deal. Oh, that's good. They had a cotton candy machine. Except Mr. Uh, Mr. Non the, the unofficial clown yeah. was having like a freak out because he didn't want <laughs> the kids to get their sticky hands on the toys that are there. So he was like running. He's like, no, 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 no. Take the cotton candy and we'll put it in the other room for later. Like and the kids see the candy. So now kids are having meltdowns. They want the candy. I mean, now this I got whole everybody's idea. in the room where there's no toys now, and I'm paying for this room because everyone's getting cotton candy. All so, right. Well So that's me. I'm lost. Well, this week on the podcast, speaking of lost, we have my brother, Tyler Sparks. Yeah. And also Declassified, uh, I hear. I hear these Declassified. These, this interview might have taken place a little bit ago and we couldn't get permission. Is he that ended true? up. Tyler works for <laughs> the United States government. Let's back it up for yeah, a minute. Back it up. He works in the United in the State Department, the U.S. State Department. He's a diplomat, United States diplomat. He's worked all over the world. Right. After 15 years, I think living abroad, he's just moved back moved to Washington D.C. Came back for you. He came back right. for himself, but I also happen to be here at the same time. You. He equally has no idea what's going on in this country. You both just love to come back for Trump. Both of you moved back the same year. That's it. We moved back for Trump. And so boss. He's here. He's going to tell us what it's like to be in the State Department around the world All right. um, and maybe give us opinions on the new administration. We'll see. Mm, uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> Redacted, redacted, redacted. Before we get to that, let's get to Lost in America. Play the music. Play the music. All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, all right, what I want to talk about this week is music. I went to I, well, Ska music specifically. Dr. Dog or no? What's that? Dr. Dog music or? Not Dr. Dog. They're a great band. but I, So I was in, I grew up listening to Ska music. I played in punk bands, Ska bands for St. Patrick's Day. Um, I My birthday was March 1st. My brother, Tyler Sparks, going to be on the pod later, got me tickets to go see a Ska band. And so uh, an old Ska band I used to listen to. I get there. It's on Saint Patrick's. Where, where is the location? This is right in the middle of Manhattan. I'm not sure. What's it uh, like? A big arena or is it? Like- no. Well, I don't know because oh. to me, this was a big band. They're called the Pie Tasters. Oh, the Pie Tasters. They're pretty the big. Tasters. When I was coming up, <laughs> it's one of these concert venues that has two rooms, like one big theater and then one side small room. You know. Right. So I get there. There's this huge line outside, and so I'm like, i been like, all right, well, I'm gonna walk up to the front and just see what's going on. So I get to the front, and I'm like, he's like. Where are you here from? Like, Pie Tasters. He's like, oh, that's the side door. I walk over to the (laughs) side door. There's no one there. Right. And I realize I'm in the small room, you know? (laughs) This was a band that was playing, like, big venues in California and everything. Right. And so I get to the side door, and um, they're like, "Uh, what band are you here to see? I'm like, yeah, Pie Tasters. And they're like, oh, Okay. And then I look down. The lady, there's like four bands. Right. And she has like these check marks going. And I just she, feel like a friend of the band or something. Exactly. Like to- <laughs> and she checks Pie Tasters. And I see there's like 11 checks for Pie Tasters, <laughs> five checks for the other band. Wow. So nice it, present, Tyler. Really tough to get those seats. Dude, it's, it's literally <laughs> like if all these bands like pooled their money to rent this space together... And then they're gonna split up the money at the end of the night, depending upon how many people they, showed up. They get a share of the uh, of the drinks. Yeah, in my <laughs> mind, it's like hundreds and hundreds of people are coming, and there's like so. I go inside. There's maybe like 21 people in there, and it's a venue. Yeah. It's the size of like a Was comedy like a club. standing kind of like thing, everyone's kind of standing milling about. Yeah, that's good. You weren't like in the nosebleeds. There's no nosebleeds. I mean, it's the size of, like, a, a you have counting. To pick, you have to pick your nose to get a nosebleed there. That's yeah, exactly. It's the, count of, it's the size of, like, an office, right. like a corner office <laughs> in, in some like, way. Well, we should have them come to do a show here at N.S. We probably could. Like, yeah, we could probably. This right is now. how this is how this is where they're at in their career right now. We could probably put them on the podcast at the end of this show and they wouldn't sue us. They'd be happy for the exposure. Blue shirt. Cue the blue shirt. You're a moron. <laughs> yeah, cue the music. Pie taste. <laughs> You're a moron. <laughs> and so i watched the show and they're pretty good but it's like it's, it's it's this feeling that i remember when i was like in high school and bon jovi like you know how bon jovi was big in the 80s and then they were down and then all of a sudden they came back yeah so during the down times i remember they would come to like the local like crappy music uh, okay, club because you live in california you're talking about bon jovi There was no down times for bon jovi out here Oh, there were there was a point where they were selling like fifteen tickets. Oh yeah, anytime they were, they'd come, they're probably through. still playing. It'd be Stadium. like Bon Jovi, Poison. I mean, their their new album sucked, but yeah, this was but, in the mid nineties. It was no. like them, Poison, Rat, Snake, right. oh, Warrant, Eighties. Yeah. They like would me. all play together, and there'd be like thirty people would be at the Long Hair Laugh, the Dance Factory in Sacramento, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would always think how like sad and depressing that was that they're like hanging on by a thread. So then. Fast forward to me at the pie taster show, with seventeen people, and it's mm. on the it's on St Patrick's Day. It's also the uh, NCAA tournaments going yep. on, and clearly these are the seventeen. Are people. Are they Irish? Like why is it? Why are they playing a St Patrick's Day concert? I have no idea. They're not Irish. No. I, they, Big mistake and, by them. And so tough I look around and I realize I'm now that fan of Bon Jovi in 1997. You know. <laughs> The band's all fat now, no. and they're like playing hey. the same songs they wrote 20 years ago. There's no new music. They're not they putting off a new album. Tunes. No, it's just nostalgia. It's straight nostalgia. Yeah. There's, well, does do this ska still exist? Like, I don't know well, I mean. that's the point. Barely. Yeah. They're sliding into their like skinny suits that they wore 20 years ago, <laughs> but they're busting out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the buttons are busting off as uh. they're all they're doing. They're playing a song, and then most of the time they play one song and they spend like three minutes just asking for more whiskey. No, they're like, where's the Jameson? Come on. They're literally they're is it the exact the original band. Like there's been no. No, I'm sure there's a lot of. No, there's, it's not. There's it's a, all... a lot of patchwork. You, you went there for a cover band. You're sure you saw the band. It was the same singer for oh, sure. Okay. They need th- to, you know what Bon Jovi did is he bought like an arena league football team or something. Like, yeah, you, you, you got to do other things to to build a brand and then you can make a comeback. Or you just rely on people like me who've been <laughs> gone for 12 years. Don't realize it's not popular right. anymore. Not in the ska. So world. is ska in China? Let me ask you about the Chinese music scene a little here. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> is, is ska like? Because like, did you not know? Is like ska still popular in China? Like, did you not know this kind of music is kind of fading well, times? Well, I think there there are some ska bands in Beijing because it never got really popular, so it never re- went really down. Right. Never, pl- never There was no mountain to fall off of. It just exactly. So it's just like steady. A, it's still like a cool underground thing. It's like going to see a jazz band. Right. Like, jazz never really came up recently, so it never went down, you know? It's just, like, one of those things you might go check out sometimes. Same with punk rock. They have if you're on, like, a date. I don't know. Who goes to a jazz club <laughs> if you're not? No, if you're on a date. That's <laughs> essentially it. Yeah, if you're trying to impress a girl. <laughs> yeah, you to, <laughs> yeah, to impress a girl with how sophisticated you are. Exactly. It's like eating, like, cookies or brownies or something out at night after dinner. Like, who right. goes to S'mores. a z- dessert place? Yeah, yeah, dessert. Or Weber. But. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, shout out Weber. <laughs> and he's in love with his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first shout out jar. Yeah. We, gotta, we gotta do the total. Shout note. out jar, put uh, it in. That's worth a dollar. And um, so yeah, the music scene. There is ska. There's like punk, and then what they're really into is metal, right. which never went away. That got popular, like re- American metal. American metal. They love Megadeth, Metallica, Slayer. Bigger, like Metallica played in Shanghai recently sold out two nights I heard at a stadium. Someone- they sold out like a 18,000 seat stadium. Oh, all right. And uh yeah, so that's in. But so then when you're abroad for a while, you never get like, you never understand what's popular here and what's not. I mean, I get that Ska went down, but I didn't know it fell that far. I didn't know it would be me and 17 people watching the Pie Tasters. But it, on one <laughs> hand, it feels like you're getting a private show, which is cool. Right. But on the other hand, you're kind of like, if I'm here, where's everybody else? It's probably how most people feel when, I, when they see me at, like, a comedy club in New York. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> like, seven you people You just there? tell them in China, I'm playing stadiums. I'm like Metallica over there. Exactly. You oh, know, speaking of that, the last thing, but I'll be coming back to, this is the last thing I have to say, uh, Sacramento. May 24th, headlining the Sacramento Punchline Comedy Club. Punchline. Get your tickets. I'll be talking about that more in the future. We're to work like, plugs into the Lost in America segment. A lot I of plugs. Like All right. That's Lost in America. Let's get to our sponsor, Ants, baby. Ants, Ants. Ants, as they say, Ants is an app. That's what they say. <laughs> that's People wee- are talking. People are, there's chatter. Yeah, there's a lot of chatter about Ints. A it's bunch of comedians came over the other day to the Ints studios um, talking Ikram, about big products. We had a couple beers. The Ints comedy channel's on its way. Exactly. And uh, Ints, you can get it in the App Store. You can get it on Android now. It's yeah. for record, it's like Twitter for voice recordings. Do whatever you want with it. Com- comics we, are on there. We're putting on some overtime editions of mm-hmm. news stories that don't make the cut, some B-sides. Exactly. Of things Search. We don't. Search Lost in America. You can follow us. We're updating all the time. That's it. Let's get to our guest. Tyler Sparks, baby. Bring him in. Bring him in. (laughs) All right. Welcome back. We are here with our guest. Special guest. Special guest, Mr. Tyler Sparks. Do you have a title? Like, do they, cause like
3: uh, I feel like you could go Esquire, although I'm not No, worried. that's
2: Blue Shirt. Blue oh, shirt's an Esquire. Can we call you Secretary Sparks? Is it uh future that's fine. Secretary I'll, State. Uh, yeah, sure. Future Secretary Sparks is here with us. How are you doing, Tyler? Good,
3: good. Happy to be here finally on the pod.
2: You made it on long, the pod.
3: Long time first time. Yeah. Hey.
2: Long time listener, first time guest. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, we got to talk first. Of all, I want to talk about the, the your career in general, State Department. This is something. Uh, there's questions that everyone asks me about you that I've never known, so I'm just going to ask them now. Does that work? <laughs> I think we all should right. start at the beginning, though, and because in the first podcast we talked about how Tyler started a student organization, Sour. Oh yeah, you're right. With students Thor Nelson, yes, at Syracuse University, yes, yeah, the two of you attempt to overthrow the university system. Students opposed to Ertz's regime. Yeah, Cap, I believe you called Tyler the um, the the Che Guevara Guevara. of (laughs) uh, the the of the party scene, Syracuse frat boy scene. (laughs) I might have (laughs) owned a Che Guevara poster at one point in my life. So that's that was the beginning of your political career. I'm guessing. Uh, Yeah. Some say without that, you wouldn't be where you are right well, now.
3: Well, no, actually, I was in, like, student government before that. That was senior year, so, you know.
2: Did you do anything in high school?
3: Nah. Just uh, hung out in my car. Yeah, there you go.
2: No student council? Yeah, I was on student council. That's, All right. No one did that in no. Sacktown. Losers. I Losers. was a senator. Turner. Senator Sparks, they called me. You were senators? In the in halls. I was handshaking. I
3: ins- he just did it for the kickbacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So you have a lot of free lunches. Lunch. they calling you senator. The way, like... Like Hillary Clinton will always be like Madam Secretary. You call someone a governor; they've been governor thirty years ago. Exactly. Calling you senator. Senator Sparks. Senator Sparks and uh, deputy,
3: uh, deputy uh, assistant secretary to the general manager.
2: All right. Well, we'll back. We'll get to that. (laughs) But if people keep quitting the State Department, eventually Tyler's going to be running it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we need. That's all we need. Yeah. Yeah. so more, more Trumps to Trump. fall. Trump go nuts. It's true. Yeah. It's
3: good for us in the bottom because you know it clears out space at the top. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. That's also how Yay is getting into the country. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the more countries family is really benefiting the more countries network. that get banned, the better chance uh, my wife has of getting in. Who would have right. thought that the whitest family I know would benefit so much from this, <laughs> from this president? <laughs> so, uh, so wait, how'd you get into the State Department? That's that's the first question everyone asked me.
3: All right, so after, uh, first of all, I really want to know if our voices sound, how different our voices sound. Oh, this
2: could be annoying body. for most people. <laughs> this that could be super annoying. We just think we're the same person. Right.
3: Uh, but anyways, uh, so after college, Mike and I, Kaplan and I, um, uh, lived together in college, then Miguel um, Kaplan.
2: Miguel. Miguel. Still Miguel, we're protesting um, your government. Then Go
3: <laughs> I went to, I screwed around, I actually moved to San Diego for about nine months, then went into the Peace Corps, I was in the Peace Corps in Bulgaria. I worked in a small town in northern Bulgaria in the mayor's office, and uh, there, when I was there, I took the – heard about this foreign service thing, working at embassies overseas. I took the foreign service exam at our embassy in Bulgaria, and then when I left Bulgaria, I I, uh, came back to – did grad school in Chicago – uh, University of Chicago, and there I took the second part of the Foreign Service exam. And,
2: and that's a hard the, the exam. Orals. That's what I was going to say. I that's thought you... about taking it, and I took like I started looking. At the you, sample d- you, questions. Didn't, you didn't even pass the the sample. Thought questions. about taking it. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. my roommate John. Back you pulled in a Teddy Kaplan and, it. and it. didn't show up. But, yeah, and I consider myself pretty uh, knowledgeable about the world compared to average people. But I was yeah, it's I, like I a, couldn't even get the Israel questions right. It's like It's like a
3: two part test to get into the Foreign Service, and the first part is this what everyone talks about, which is this kind of like. Uh, the, a big chunk of it is this like random trivia kind of a part yeah. and uh and then the second part is the called the orals uh the oral exam the oral, and that's huh? more like an yeah. interview although you do uh you know you do some like group work stuff too right?
2: and that's so that's the thing that like almost yeah i don't know anyone else who's pa- I, I don't think and le- except anna your wife passed it right
3: that's true she did yeah
2: but oh. that's the only other person i know that was a condition of okay, marriage okay so, and then anyone no, can take this after, anyone yeah. can take the test right
3: Anyone can take this. Anybody out there can take the test at any embassy overseas, and then also a number of places within, with, within the U.S., I think. Um, Look at them getting a plug-in. StateDepartment.gov. Yeah, d- w- <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. First off, I have to give my disclaimer before we start talking about this. Oh, yeah. Let's get right, real so official music here. I have been officially here. approved by the United States Department of State to come on this podcast. They have to there listen? we go. However, however. They're listening
2: in right now. They're insing it.
3: <laughs> I, am, I, I have to give a disclaimer That the views expressed By <laughs> Tyler Sparks On this podcast Are his and his alone And do not reflect the views Of the state
2: department All right Speaking so, in the third person so you come up with right, a really As yourself Plan for the, That's
3: what we do In the, debar- in the, in the government now This is
2: because we've had Weber brought on His own sponsor That was the right. first You're the first person To bring on your own Disclaimer Right Right. am uh, sure Blue Shirt Will I, vet that disclaimer You're a moron Moron <laughs> Moron Yeah, yeah I don't think he That's going to hold fly. up I yeah. think Blue, Blue
3: Shirt. Is, so free to take the foreign service exam. Yes. And unless you don't show up, you sign up, you don't show up, then you got to pay something. To it's it. like yeah. Teddy's gifted exam. That's it's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teddy yeah. 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 Kaplan
2: right. move. Yeah. All right. And you didn't get nervous the day of and throw a fit and not do it.
3: You know, the first time I took it, actually, no, the only time I took it, I just did it to like go into the capital of Bulgaria because I wanted to see Anna and she lived near the capital and some oh, very some dude I knew was taking it and that was like an excuse to go into the capital. That's so, really why you took it.
4: Yeah. In I actually want no.
3: my friend Richard Bakewell, shout out, uh, was nice. taking it, and I uh, he lived in? near me, and I wanted to like take it and pass it and have him not pass it because we were kind of a little competitive, oh. and so that's what happened.
2: Nice. Was it to win Anna's affection? You had to. You guys. Were it, was to you you it was you uh, versus Richard Bakewell for Anna. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a love triangle <laughs> of. Yeah. All right. So then you you pass the test, and all then right. and then where'd you live?
3: Okay, so went into the Foreign Service, uh, which is – the Foreign Service is just basically people who work for uh, – work at U.S. embassies overseas, right? Uh, so we we're, we're, work for the State Department. And I went in in 2005, uh, went out to Malawi in Southern Africa, which is a country that I'd never heard of before. They told me, hey, you're going to Lelongwe, which is the capital of Malawi. Um, and uh, went there for two years, then Costa Rica for two years. Uh, Nicaragua for three years and then Ecuador for three years. And then we just moved back to the States uh, for the first time in. in and you were also
2: now lost in America back in America. Exactly. But I just could,
3: moved back uh, this past summer at the same we time Turner did.
2: So, okay, wait, so in Malawi, that was your first country. I remember when you were in I Malawi. Um, well, I mean, I didn't know it happening at the time But we, w- we look back, like, years later Because I remember Dad and I were looking up to see if you were a spy <laughs> and, uh, How we, many times have you looked that up over the years? We should get to this later. Multiple times yeah. But one time we did it It's always when we're, like, drinking Well, like, we're drunk at Christmas dinner or something, <laughs> right. you know? And we go into the other room and Too we Google it right. And we always just Google it, like, right. that's going to tell you is Tyler Sparks, yeah. a spy And um, it came out that, like, WikiLeaks came up And you had been WikiLeaked uh, in Malawi can we not talk about this? We talk about it? Okay. <laughs> you had been I mean, it's public information yeah, at this Wiki point. Leaks. Which is you had been WikiLeaked in Malawi because um, like the North Koreans had come to Malawi and tried to have a meeting and the US with the Malawian government. And the Malawian government went to you, I guess specifically, and said, Hey, we don't we want nothing to do with North Korea. We didn't know they <laughs> were coming. And you sent a email back to Langley or wherever, or whatever. Who, who's in charge of our government? I don't know. The, the Capitol Hill. And you tell them, like, hey, uh, you're relaying the information that North Korea does. North Korea came uninvited to Malawi because Malawi was concerned that they were going to lose all their funding if we knew they were having meetings with North Korea. Uh, yes or no? Answer, answer <laughs> the question.
3: question. I, I can neither confirm nor <laughs> yeah. deny. Well, I can, well, I can confirm it because it's on <laughs> Google.com. <laughs> Google. the, the North off, Koreans want to send wait, a wait. message to us. So first off, the interesting thing about WikiLeaks, or the, you know, the, 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 yeah, I guess it's not interesting, but, like, we, the State Department never, as far as I'm aware, we've ne- and the U.S. government has never uh, officially recognized that the cables that were uh, leaked by WikiLeaks were legitimate, like bona fide actual cables. Sure. So
2: I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> No. Can I fight follow up question? Because I want to stick to the topic. I'm the Jake <laughs> Tapper of this uh, yeah. podcast. Wow. Right. Um, oh, don't shit. let him. Does yeah. that make me
3: Kellyanne Conway? Yeah,
2: it does. <laughs> don't let him obey. So is it. Big news. Get him. Is it like a badge of honor if you've been WikiLeaked? Does it mean you've made it? You know what I mean? Yeah, in, your, in your circle. Or you guys uh. don't even know. Because when we told <laughs> you, you, you apparently had no clue.
3: No, I mean, look. Uh, Allegedly, what WikiLeaks did was it <laughs> it uh, got access to from uh, Chelsea Bradley Manning at the time, Chelsea Manning now, um, who not there's anything should definitely be in jail. Not that there's anything um, wrong with that. The, <laughs> yeah. Right? Bra-
2: wait, um, Chelsea Manning should definitely be in jail. You have to be politically correct, correct. about it. Bradley correct. Manning was innocent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, no, no such Chelsea Manning. No, no politically correct. Is, wait, is it a guy or a girl now? Bradley man? Manning. Uh, he's
3: he, it was Bradley Manning at the time. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, my point was going to be that like they released like you know I don't know how many fifty thousand alleged uh, State Department cables right like yeah. Others. So we you're saying guess, it's not a badge
2: of honor because it happened to everybody. But we never emailed. It's you like, like doing an open mic in right. comedy. Like yeah. anybody can. Yeah, we're stand gonna take Tyler too. off our email list. Go on. <laughs> okay, so what were your jobs? Okay, so you did Malawi, and then um, next was Nicaragua. Next is Costa Rica, Costa Rica, then Nicaragua, then Ecuador, then Nicaragua, then Ecuador. Yeah, and were you, have your jobs been the same all the way through?
3: Uh, pretty much. I mean, so in Malawi, I mean, a little bit different, but uh, I've always done. I do. So in the foreign service, we have different five different kind of career paths, and mine is political affairs, meaning like I've, I, I study politics the politics of other countries right yeah um, elections and who's going to win the next one and what's going on and i work with like civil society in the in the countries and the um uh we do stuff like human rights and human trafficking uh anti i right, would say anti. We work against right. um, officially and uh and unofficially <laughs> <laughs> um and well, so we'll so happens. in malawi i did uh, i did that kind of stuff i also did military affairs there um and then wait you're
2: saying all this stuff but we don't know what any of this means all right okay what is military affairs so in
3: malawi we didn't have when i was there we didn't have the department of defense there was one guy who was a malawian guy and he was the only department of defense employee in the country of malawi right yeah so i supervised him and he and i together we were the main people who worked with the malawian military all right amazing and we did general sparks we did yes. there you go. someone had to sell <laughs>
2: arms to the con- wait no no so what we
3: did is we did three main things right we did we trained guys so we had a certain budget where we could send malawian guys to the u.s for training every year like military guys to for military training we had another budget that was where we could buy stuff for the malawians it was all non-lethal like boots was a big we bought like worth of boots or something we shipped to them, to their military. What was your budget?
2: Like, what's their army, like, Malawian? Uh,
3: So the Malawian Defense Force is actually, like, the most... They tried to have... They they had this uh, dictator for, like, 30 years, right? Named Kamuzu Bandu. Shout out. Shout out. And in 1994... He's a listener. They had an election. He finally agreed to have an election, and he lost. Oh. And he got his, like, paramilitary guys after he lost to go out on the streets to try and, like... Keep him in power, right? But the the military, the Malawi Defense Force, even though they'd been under him for thirty years, they came out on the streets too, beat the crap out of those guys, oh. and said, "No, no, no, we're going to have a democracy now." They didn't I, take over, I so they're very I, well. I underestimated
2: them. I thought we could take no, them. They're great. We got they're a game. great.
3: So then, and we also had a HIV program with them, where we uh, set up like testing clinics and like. Uh, uh, stuff like that with the military.
2: So were you like a drill sergeant, or what, what was your job <laughs> no, in I the Malawi? Pa- I was a paper pusher. He <laughs> was a pencil pusher back in He was middle middle the, he he was the HIV guy. He just and then, the- okay, I want to skip ahead a little bit, um, even though, uh, to I want to skip ahead to Costa Rica. You're in Costa Rica. I remember you and I, I, I don't know specifically what your job was, you can tell me, but I do know that you got outed um, as Cata de Nino. No,
3: this is, that's Nicaragua. Oh, that was oh, in Nicaragua. So, hold on. In Costa Rica, I did every, every person in the Foreign Service has to do at least one year of consular work, which is like doing visas and that kind of stuff. Uh, I did that in Costa Rica, and then I did a year of political work, meaning like I worked with, uh, 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 particularly on like anti-human trafficking work with the government and stuff.
2: Wait, so can I, I want to talk about that for a second. Um, so, how long did you have to decide if someone could come to America or not? Like uh, to get a visa? a about three minutes. Three minutes. Well, we we had
3: I saw about a hundred people a day, and then we worked from like eight until about three doing interviews. Not yeah, eight till three doing interviews. Had it took an, an hour lunch. Um, yeah, you had an, an average of you about three minutes. Three minutes, to minutes decide if someone gets a visa. <laughs> the yeah. pro travel ban. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> and um, <laughs> caps pro travel ban. It's only three. So minutes. This, is this is after. Way. This is after they have. Uh, that that doesn't include the time reviewing. Their uh, fingerprint check, their facial recognition oh. checks, which are all fed into the various law enforcement databases that we have and checked against those to make sure that they're
2: not. How criminals. okay? So then, how much of that? Infor- you have all the information. It wasn't before. an amount
3: of time I had. It's just you had to you had to get through these people, right. and you had to work until you were done. And like oh, is, I know, but I'm saying time. so.
2: You had like you had a you had all their information in front of you. Yeah. What could they do or not do in three minutes to influence you one way or the other? So, look, I mean, the, the way that the law works is
3: that you have to – for someone to uh, qualify – this is, again, for a non-immigrant visa, for a visa to go as a tourist or whatever to the, to the U.S. Right? Okay, a tourist. tourist. Okay? This is not to go live in the U.S. Those, that's a much longer process, right? Yeah. But the, to go as a tourist to the U.S., what you have to prove per, the law, per U.S. law is that you have signi- – it's, it's, and what it is, the law actually says significant ties to your country of residence. So it's a Costa Rican, they got to prove to me that they've got enough ties in Costa Rica that they're going to come back to Costa Rica. Yeah. So they've got a good job, they've got, you know, they're, they've got a good job is is the number one thing because there are a lot of people who have family, but they're going to go and work want, they want to go work illegally, right? The whole yeah. law is focused to keep people, frankly, I mean you can, you can turn people away, obviously, anytime you want for, no, for, for the reason being that, like, for terrorism or for, like, any kind of, like, sure. concerns of terrorism or whatever. But the law is really focused around, um, you know, uh, making sure that people don't go to the U.S. and work illegally.
2: Okay, so you do that for a year. And is that a deal? Like, everyone has to do that? That's, like, a, yeah. like you just have to. Correct. And then you get to go back to your regular job that you want to be doing after the year or whatever.
3: Uh right. no, no uh, people have to do a minimum of a year. A lot of people it's do like, it for two years. Some people do it for four. It's like being a okay. uh, traffic yeah.
2: beat as a cop. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you got to yeah, pay, pay your dues. dues. You got to yeah. pay your dues, right? You got to pay on the payment. And so then you go to Nicaragua. No, you're in Nicaragua.
3: No, I was in Costa Rica. Then I can go to Nicaragua.
2: And when you, once you get to Nicaragua, you're getting a little hot water. Tell us about that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ever get any hot it. water.
2: Um, um, well, it was pretty hot when I was people, down there. Yeah, we were in the supermarket and you said hey turner check out that book and uh, the book's called like lies and x Ex- x Ex- i don't know exposés and i opened the book and there's a whole like chapter about you being a member of the cia and how they want to kick you out of the country
3: all right so uh, part get so basically yes or no
2: did <laughs> i in the cia answer the question
3: no i'm not in the cia
2: uh, are you a spy for a foreign government what is that <laughs>
3: No, I'm not a spot for a All moment. right, I just want to check. So, so, yeah, basically throughout my, so I've been in the Foreign Service since 2005, so I've been in for 12 years, right? And, like, for the entire 12 years, like, all of mom and dad's friends, many people that I've met. Shout out and shout have, out. Have thought that <laughs> I'm Michael in the CIA. All my friends like in China think you're in, in the CIA. Secret. I'm not in the CIA. Why
2: does everyone think that our people in the Foreign Service are also in the CIA?
3: I don't know. But like, because I'm doing political affairs, which uh, I don't know. People think is like, oh, well, then you're like toppling governments. And well, stuff. you're
2: monitoring, you're monitoring elections. Right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah.
3: did election monitoring. That's yeah. correct. Uh, but you are right. In Nicaragua, this one guy. So what happened? Uh, uh, so this one guy um, call. It was it was a week before the this election they were having. Um, and he was running for president or running for national assembly for their like Congress uh, for like this minor party that didn't have any support. And he called a press conference it was on a Saturday. He called a press conference for that coming Monday. And he said he told the press he was gonna denounce how uh, the, the government, the Sandinista government, was uh, funding his political party just so that they would like divide the opposition. All right. And then he was going to tell them this on Monday. Using
2: the press, just so that's like That's Saturday, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then Go Sunday,
3: ahead. right, he gets arrested. Oh. Put in jail. So he was oh.
2: against the Sandinistas, or pro-Sandinistas? Uh,
3: he, was, he was from an opposition party. He was against Got it. the Sandinistas. Okay. Uh, he gets put in jail, and he gets released from jail two weeks after the election. This is a guy who's running in the election. Right. But like he was released two weeks after the election, and he immediately called a press conference, and he said, oh, no, 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 no. Everyone was confused before the election. I wasn't going to denounce uh, how the Sandinistas were going to steal the election. I was going to denounce how the U.S. embassy was going to. There denounce, you go. Blame the, the foreigners. And the leader of that was this guy Tyler Sparks. Hey, well, did he have a codename yeah. for you? So he, he, okay, so he said Tyler Sparks, right? If you say Tyler Sparks to any. One in Latin America, they will have no idea what, that you have just said a name or right. what name that is. So the newspaper- You can throw Asia in no, on that they too. They don't know yet. One day they will. Yeah. Right? <laughs> when the revolution comes. <laughs> we need know. a few there more were, WikiLeaks. Yes. There were the two, there were the major newspapers there, right? Both major, two major newspapers wrote down my name as Dialer Spot. Nice. D-A-I-L-E-R-S-P-O-T, right? Um, so the guy then, six months later, he like comes out with his book. Uh, about this, uh, which, as you said, was called, I think, Dollares Politico. Elecciones I have it here, in my, here somewhere. Oh, oh, wow. really? Yeah, I do. This
2: book sh- we're we're right. in Turner's apartment. And, so uh, in the book, he's he talks got about, about 10 books in his bookshelf.
3: He talks about uh, all of um, Oh, there it is. Well, it's uh, up there next
2: to Faultless Stars. It's like your guest's like, uh, bookshelf over there. <laughs> he
3: uh, so, anyway, so in this book, Dollares Politico y Elecciones, um, he – Talks about Plug. a whole bunch of different people at the embassy, at the U.S. embassy, and like all this completely made-up stuff about how we were funding the opposition, which is completely untrue, <laughs> and uh, how—and um, and so in there, he talks about, again, like I said, uh, other people working in the embassy, but also me, and he goes—he uh, has this like, line where it's like, Tyler Sparks, who looks much younger than he is, is known throughout the opposition as— Cara de Nino, which is, like, baby face. I okay?
2: believe he says, he looks like a boy, but he is wise beyond his years.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and then they also,
2: like, here, I'm leaving through the booger now. They also say, like, they name all the places. They're like, you may find him at such, like, local hunts as <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But then they're basically just naming, like, like the, like the TGI Fridays <laughs> yeah. and, like, Tony Romo's. Tony Romo's. Oh, and I America think he
3: said Tony that Ramos. I had worked previously in, like, Bolivia and Venezuela to so instability there, and I've like never been to those. countries. I mean, you wanted. I to I never even that. met this guy. I never even met him once in my life. So, so why
2: would he pick you out out of everybody? This tub- well,
3: because I did work at the embassy, and right. I did. Uh, <laughs> w- like, I was like the embassy's person to like make contacts with the opposition. I don't know. I, party. I, he was known as yeah. the
2: Che Guevara of the Syracuse <laughs> <properly> <laughs> yeah, scene. I know. Now we have this. We're building a case here. The dots are coming yeah. together. Yeah, the dots are coming together. And so. When, when, now, okay, so now you're living in uh, the United States. You us pause least like to figure out where you're. Our where nation's lives. capital after 12, 13 years gone, however it was. What is the. Because when you were living abroad, let's make no bones about it, you were living pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you had a maid, didn't you? Multiple. Okay, so look, Multiple this maids. is uh,
3: this is a thing that, like, I can't really say to people who are not in the foreign service and complain about. So I'll just complain to you two, my good friend. No one's listening as long yeah. as it doesn't leave this room. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is like this is the first time in my married life <laughs> where I have not had a
2: maid. How? I mean, this is like a special Lost well, in America. We should keep <laughs> yeah, it. We it's gotta, like I mean, in America, now own, I'm a peasant. Off,
3: you, <laughs> now I'm a peasant? What, what kind of what, what are we doing, America? How come you all these other people living in other countries? You right. know, they have maids, and we are the most powerful, richest country <laughs> on earth. And we don't
2: all have maids. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> and I can. Well, what what Trump's, we doing? Trump's kicking them all out. Your president's kicking them all out. It's funny because we are all going I mean, out to doing dinner. Doing your
3: own laundry yeah. is horrible. Doing your own <laughs> dishes, c- cooking for yourself. I mean, what are we, savages?
2: I mean, I can recall you telling me that I think this is, is this the way it is everywhere. Wait, where you have like a chef who like cooks, like. Uh, we, we
3: have a maid chef. But don't, no, you had a
2: gardener language. in Africa. And they can make everything for you, right? Like, if you give them, mm. like, you say, I want uh, sure. potato pancakes tonight. Mm and uh yeah, give them a recipe they, they give them it. a recipe they'll make it like As they can make matzo ball soup they can some
3: you know depends on where you are you can get them, well you know, i some will say speak p- english some
2: or not you want um, like pancakes at three in the morning what can they do can they whip them well, up well if you got to live in then right.
3: you're good but if you don't live in then you're and good. how
2: much does this cost this person? okay so
3: in malawi our may our, our housekeeper was amazing uh philip was his name right. oh and uh he was i think $200 a month <laughs> Two dollars and money. he was, uh, he was, he could make everything from sushi to enchiladas right. oh to whatever. Gosh. He also did all the laundry, did the, you know, cleaning. Sushi. All stuff, right? Yeah. God. He was amazing. And then in, uh,
2: my nanny can re nuggets. For in the Costa
3: case. Rica, it was, I think it was about $400 a month and like, uh, it's been about $400 a month in Latin America. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, the government doesn't pay for it. Let me make that clear. You pay for it. I right. pay for it. Right.
2: Oh, okay. Well it's the same no in Asia and like everywhere else. I remember when I first moved yeah. to China, my roommate was from Pakistan. We're doing
3: it wrong, America.
2: And he was like, Hey, like <laughs> the first day we have Well, we were both making like a thousand dollars a month, maybe, you know? And like the first like day he was like, Hey, so we should get a maid, like what do we do? And I was like, what? we're only making a thousand dollars a month, we're gonna get a maid and he's from Pakistan. He's like, Yeah, everyone does that's what you do. I think everywhere else in the world, it's just like part of life, you know, to get like a housekeeper. Except for probably Western Europe as well. But they're way cheaper, I think, to do it. I mean, so it's different. But it's, and it's affected your, like you, tonight, we're all going to go out for dinner. I, I got my... A uh, babysitter for you, and you refer to her. You are like, when's time is the maid coming? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she's not <laughs> doing your laundry. <laughs> she's and, a uh, babysitter. <laughs> she just, <laughs> just calls everyone the maid. Yeah, and <laughs> she's going to cost more than a month. Mu- no. <laughs> and so now you are the. I, I never know how to. How do I tell this? When people ask me, "What do you do?" I never know uh, how to say it. So
3: now I'm the senior desk officer for Serbia.
2: Senior desk officer for Serbia. Technically, what? senior. I think Serbia he's in charge of in second mind. round draft yeah. picks for the Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm figuring I'm, out who
3: So we have an embassy in every country. And then uh, for every country, we also have what we call a desk in uh, Washington, D.C., in the State Department headquarters. That desk, it, it just means like an off- a small office. It could be one person or it could be up to 20 people for China. The China desk is 20 people or Russia desk is 20 people or whatever yeah. it is. Um, so on the Serbia desk, meaning the, the office for Serbia, we have uh, another woman um, and myself. And, so,
2: and you're the senior. You're right. her boss. Yeah. Cool. So what does that mean? If the does that mean that if Serbia has a problem, they come to you and you explain it?
3: Uh, so that means that I. Co- yeah, I work with the Serbian embassy that's in uh, Washington, D.C. Yeah. Right. Like they would come to me to, to get they want to meet with the secretary of state or whatever. They come to me and then I help them. I sort that out. Right.
2: But all right. Um, all right. Should we get to the news? Sure, oh, Tyler, I- you have to go. Thank you for being our guest. Um, I thought he was going to sit on the news But I think he saw some of the stories And the State Department had to brief them ahead of time And they do not They like did I, He had a finger in his ear I think he was getting messages he from did. the State He's Department He getting the hook it's, I can neither he, confirm He's got not. a minder yeah. here <laughs> They're hooking. They're pulling him out of here So Tyler Sparks We, we got you back we also I, wait, to wait, plug. wait, 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 plug wait, wait Hold on, hold on we, did, we
3: never got to like my favorite episodes and stuff What's up with that?
2: Of the pod? Yeah Let's do it no,
3: uh, favorite episode? No, I'm gonna go number one is what was the girl who did the oh, the gymna- the, tramp- the clown person? <laughs> the, circus. The, the circus, Andrea Jones Roy. Andrea Jones Roy, number one. Wow. Okay. It was great. It was the most interesting. You know, she's super interesting. She's good yeah, stuff going on. She's We're cool. Least you know, favorite episode. Worst favorite. Uh, the least favorite is, I mean, gotta be one of the ones with Weber. I mean, ah. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh. she of course, so the, you didn't like McDreamy the year in review. Oh, I, yeah. The dreamy, the Billy here. Bush stuff. That like the whole State Department. That was bogus. <laughs> you know? Didn't like really well. Bush either, folks. All right, so yeah. Andrea,
2: uh-huh. yes, that's the door. So we got to agree That's my curtain call, that's kids just, that's, that's you, Tyler. Thank you for being here. We're going to
3: start here. up a, a pod, podcast fight, too, with Weber. That's why I mentioned that. All right, nice. We'll bring we you like back you. on next time we're in the studio. Yeah. All right, let's get to the news.
2: Get to it. Play the music. All right,
3: to the point. Play the music.
2: back great music yeah Tyler's disappeared i think the, the government swooped in his minder. <laughs> I mean, they, they don't want him discussing the news He's tyler a got cannon. taken away yeah um here's news first stories from the new york times all right 10 white houses two sphinxes i guess that's the plural and now china's <laughs> tower, tower bridge attracts scorn tower bridge i copied england England the Tower right. Bridge in England yep. here's the story China has at least 10 white Houses blah 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 Eiffel Tower and now the tower now a version of London's Tower Bridge oh. in the eastern Chinese city of suzhou it's like a wax museum has city. rekindled a debate over China's rush to copy foreign landmarks as the country rethinks decades of urban experimentation and has produced an extraordinary number of knockoffs world of world-renowned structures Here's the problem with that article. So what they're saying is in Suzhou, the place where I know and love, mm. lived yes. for 12 years, this Shout says out. they have now built a tower bridge to look exactly like the bridge in London, right? right. A lot of people call it the London story Bridge. Interesting story in New York Times. I like what's, what's the problem. Interesting story. Here's the problem. That bridge was built at least 10 years ago. All right. Well, it's been there forever. This is the news didn't get out, you know. No, know. but they say now <laughs> oh. they, they're making it seem like this is a brand new thing that just happened. This is the New York Times. Should they not know, right. like what they're talking? Like, okay, so here, basically, right. what they're doing? Let's reverse it. Okay, right. it's like if a Chinese like newspaper came to America now, went to Shake Shack, and they were like, New York City has a brand new restaurant. Right, and uh, then what? Ha- the problem is, if you go online, there's all these like publications from around the world. Quoting this New York Times story, Wait. saying, Brand new bridge in Suzhou, brand new bridge in Suzhou. I think if the New York Times was really the commie rag that I've always thought it maintained it was, they would be uh, more up on the communist news. I mean, it's a rag, <laughs> but, it's clearly a, but clearly not commie. Clearly. Even like, P, I know people in Shanghai. Who've gone, expats who live in Shanghai, have gone to Suzhou, like, let's check out the new bridge. And then they do a news story about it. it makes me furious, Kaplan. Makes me question all of journalism. Fake news is Fake really news. rampant everywhere, even when you least suspect it.
1: The New like York anytime Times. Anytime I read
2: about a new restaurant, maybe the restaurant's been there 20 years. I don't know, I gotta question everything now. It's just like, to me, it's a basic level of journalism. Hmm. Figure out that what you're reporting on. If it's not new, say it's not new. Probably some millennial. Some millennial, <laughs> born after the bridge has been there. Would you come to New York City and you're like, oh, the Brooklyn Bridge? New York has a brand new bridge. That's what they're doing. Well, it's, that's a uh, you know, that's a little bit different. A few hundred years. There. I just <laughs> find it ridiculous. Like w- you could okay, if you're gonna go to Sujo to check out this bridge, I got an idea. Ask somebody. Okay. How long it's or been how there? Or will just go to England? It's a shorter flight. Just because, they got a bridge. Just because it's the first time you've seen it doesn't mean it's the first. Who are we? Christopher Columbus? You think right. you discovered America just because you're the first one to see it? There's other people who've been there for years. They're not the same color as you, but they've been there. <laughs> you racist New York Times. Wow. I don't even know how to respond to that. All right. So you're saying it's, it's no different. Right. Someone should have called Columbus on it, but nobody they, they didn't do it, so he it, won. And no his, one called Columbus, and that's why I'm ex- stepping up. Right. And anytime I'm on a subway, I see like New York Times um, advertisements that say like, oh, in the world of fake news, like trust us. Right. When That's everybody was giving out gifts of New York Times subscriptions, if to hear that, you got to tell them. You got to be like, look, hold them accountable, hold their feet to the fire. That's what I'm saying, write listeners. A to the editor, new York Times, let's get a campaign. Let's let's do get it. our listeners to mobilize. First, write a review of the pod because we have we need some new fresh reviews. When you're done with that, if you're already a review. Write a letter to the New York Times and demand they write a correct. Is it not really a correction? What's the word for it? A uh, an addendum. Uh, no. How a, about a, do your job? Well, you know, just be like, oh, correction. This bridge was built nine years ago, and this. Uh, I don't know what else they built. The, Eiff- the Eiffel Tower. How long has that been there? The actual one? No, they're fake Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I <know there's laughs> no. Oh, I don't know. That's not in Sujo. I only know Suzhou. Oh, so. <laughs> All right. Next story. <laughs> Oh, this is close to our heart. Close to your heart, Kaplan. Special food. Heart. Arby's, Arby's new Bambi burger is disgusting. That's news? This is a food review already? <laughs> that says, <laughs> says, what paper is this? I don't know. <laughs> daily, there. daily Mail or something? We should tell our listeners. We should use this to tell our listeners about our post-game meal after the pod last week with Troy. Troy Allen. Allen. You and me. We went to Arby's. Beautiful restaurant. He said, "Where can I eat down in the Ents district? Where where's the best meal in town?" I said, "Only one place we go." We went to Arby's. We go to Arby's and you 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 enjoyed it. Now you you're a Hardy's guy. I did. I'm not a Hardy's guy. I'm a Carl's Jr. guy. Well, Carl's guy. Jr. owns Hardy's. But same. I had a yeah, I was converted or at least I've added a nice. new, you know, a new meal to my rotation cuz Arby's was delicious. Yeah, uh, did you get What did you get? You got the uh beef and um, cheddar or no you got the i think French i, dip? I yeah. got i think i got the bambi burger right you here the, you got the bambi burger oh arby's like, new bambi burger is disgusting says steve Kozozo <laughs> i so finally he says i finally tasted hor- horse meat from hell or at least something <laughs> like it he makes no bones about this i've never eaten the actual flesh of a throw b thoroughbred Nor of a a rhinoceros, (laughs) but the new Arby's venison sandwich gave me the idea of how either might taste. Well, I say poo-poo to you, sir. And what I'm trying to do, because they have Carl's Jr. now in Shanghai. we got to get it in New York. It made it to China before it made it to New York City. It's not on the East Coast at all. It's on Philly. It's on Boston. That's why you keep calling it Hardee's. So I want to bring Carl's Jr. I'm I'm aware of the difference between (laughs) Hardee's and Carl's Jr. I'm just saying that Hardee's is the roast beef place. It's like Roy Rogers. Those are the big three of roast beef. I have no, they don't have – anyway. Arby's, Roy Rogers, Hardee's. Big three. Okay. You, you, I'm sorry I take this seriously. When I applied to work at Arby's, we were given an exam. Yes. Uh, on the menu and everything, and I aced it. I got everything right except one question. You know what I got wrong? What? Is Hardee's the same as Carl's <laughs> Jr.? Yes. No, I got that one right. <laughs> it was a trick question. They said something about where do you – you, what do you offer hot peppers to? And I was like, oh, the subs. And it was a trick because they said only the Italian sub, not the turkey sub, uh, which I find it. discrimination against people who do not eat pork but like hot peppers like myself. Sure. So that was my only wrong answer. So I, I know the Arby's game business inside and out. So and their competitors are Hardee's and Roy Rogers. <laughs> so okay. Sorry. Well, I got this to say. I think people in China would like Arby's. They would. And I, I'm going to, you know, people in the pot are going to notice I've been gaining some weight as I'm trying to be a funny man. Yep. And now that we got Arby's so close to the studios, I mean, oh, I was I- talking about it. I'm gonna be down there for some curly fries, a Jamochus shake, which is the signature shake of coffee and, I'm packing and, on the and chocolate and 26 spices and and a beef and cheddar. 12. Twenty-six well I, well let's uh, that's say that's what this. we used to say. It was in the ga- it was on the exam. Twenty-six spices. <laughs> <laughs> let's say this. Welcome to New York City, Arby's. Welcome. And, and screw you, Steve, cause Exactly. We don't like the Times or the Post. Daily Mail, whatever you work for. And next stop China for Arby's. <laughs> All right. Last story. All right. What else we got? We're wrapping it up. A whole new world, says the Daily Mail. Boston schools replaced the map they used in classes with an entirely new projection of. Uh, wi- sorry, entirely new projection, which better represents the real size of countries. So they've done, I don't know, who cares? They got a new map <laughs> in the <laughs> school. <laughs> Good story. Here's, here's what I got to say about maps. Here's what surprised me about China, though, is that. Because, you know, in our maps, when you grow up in America, the maps, what's in the the middle of a map is always North America, right, and then South America. And then off to the right, you got Europe, and off to the left, you got a little Asia, and it kind of swings back around. When I went to China, in those classrooms, the center of the map is China. They got a whole other globe. Whole other globe. This is a flat map. Like, huh. Yeah, and the flat map that you have on the wall, they have China in the middle, and then they got North America off to the left. And is the sizing accurate, or is it like China's bigger? China's way bigger. Really? And then the name of China in Chinese is Zhongguo, right. which translates to Middle Kingdom. Oh. And when you ask Chinese people— Oh, the Middle Kingdom, yes. Yeah, and you ask Chinese people why, why do you call it Middle king- Kingdom, and they go, oh, because on the maps, we're in the middle. And I'm like, yeah, I on your maps, we're in the middle. I guess the thing is, you could always be—there's a middle somewhere, I mean— there, Around Earth. Well, if it's a sphere, there's no. But, but they you know can, the it. Earth's round, right? They're not like Shaquille O'Neal and some other basketball players. Yeah, and Kyrie Irving. Ones. I don't think they're <laughs> flat Earthers. Right. But um, they just feel like that. No, but in their mind, they're in the middle. But in our mind, we're in the middle. I always wonder if we you really put like, us in the middle. We put us sort of like off center a little. We really, the ocean's mm, the middle. Yeah, but we're we're a <laughs> the featured the Atlantic player. Ocean is kind of our yeah. Um. So with them, it's all on perspective, right? And then mm. when I tell them, well, in our maps, you're not in the middle, stumps them. Right. they usually go why well, didn't think of that you are know? you good with maps How's how's your geography of China you know I'm pretty not... good oh yeah 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 because my, my son is uh Teddy has been obsessively really studying the Chinese I in heard Russia. he wants to come on and he, challenge... and he wants to challenge you he told me I said his mother said daddy's got a radio show she called and he goes oh and he's like I could teach them things that's what he said direct quote Here's I, what I, know, I have. I, to he s- goes. I know everything. I could teach them things on the show. Well, I've seen video so. of Teddy practicing his Chinese geography. Maybe we can put that yeah. on on our Twitter. He's page. coming for you. Here's what Teaser. I have to say to that. You know how like a good alcoholic says if when you try, challenge them to do a drinking contest, they say I've spilled more than you've drank. Yeah, I've got. I passed out drunk in more places places in China than Teddy can uh, even name. Wow. So. Talking trash to a four-year-old. I'll I like beat it. him. I'll beat him around the block. All right. That's a future podcast. That's what I have to say. Well, last thing on the maps, I wonder if everywhere you go, they're in the center. Like if you go to Greenland, are they in the middle? Do they like, oh, we're the middle kingdom? <laughs> yeah. If you go to if you go to like a re- what's a really small like the seashells. or like yeah <laughs> the seashells. <laughs> if you go to Antarctica, they're yeah. like, no, this, is the, this is the center, and then we're all on the upside Madagascar down. Madagascar is like a you got <laughs> <laughs> we all on the upside down of the map. <laughs> we're just <like, laughs> turned it upside yeah. It's actually warm there too. No. no, no. Yeah. That's a good. Uh, I don't know. I never thought. What other countries do we think would definitely have a messed up map like Russia, North Pole. No, but North Korea. Like, what does a, north, a map look like in North Korea? Oh, they're probably 90% <laughs> of the land. Right. And then everywhere else is tiny. Right. And then that would be, a, yeah, I'd love to get maps from around the world and to look at. Like, the way you look at old maps when things are all messed different. Yeah, exactly. So, that would... We'll find them. We'll put them on the pod. You're blowing my mind here. Let's get a North Korean map. Let's get a Greenland map. Listeners out there, if you have a North Korean map, send it in. Send it in. <laughs> yeah. Also, last thing, we should have said this earlier, but we need reviews, baby. Uh, Review us more. Wait, we're on Stitcher now. We're on Stitcher. Review us wherever reviews are yeah, sold. It's the alt pod website. If you're <laughs> just you think iTunes is lame for whatever reason, we get, get on Stitcher. Give us reviews. We'll read them on the we'll read them on the air. Yeah. So we want to re engage. We're we're yeah we're not too big to engage our audience. We're not too, but big. but we're gonna be soon. So now's your chance. If exactly. You want us, if you want us to talk and read your reviews before we forget you. Yeah. All yeah. right. Thank you, Tyler Sparks, for being on the pod. Yeah. If you, you want to follow Tyler Sparks, just go to the State Department in Washington, <laughs> D.C. Follow him when he leaves. He's mm. drive. What's his car's license plate number? No. Knock on the door. <laughs> ask for him. Look for the black license plate. That's him. Yeah. Yep, look yep. for him sneaking through customs, getting a if pass. If you want to be his maid, he's hiring. He's hiring a new <laughs> maid. Thank you. That's all. Follow. Oh, next week. Big pod, Big drinking drunken. pod. Maybe we'll be a boxed wine pod. Maybe we'll bring some of that on. We're going to get some Chinese alcohol. We're going to get some American a alcohol. D- a drinking special. Yes. Joe Garrick's, Jeremy Pinsley, comics from New York City. All right, that's all. Cap, get lost. You too. <laughs>